You are listening to the Lesson She Learned podcast, produced by the Base Agency and hosted by Zania Blue. This podcast is the place where we stop and reflect on the lessons we are learning in life and business. What can I say? It's the messy and the majestic process of growing through your business's awkward phase. Get comfortable as we dive into today's episode. One of the things that I really learned to admire about myself is how big I feel like I'm dreaming at times. Sometimes I'm aspiring towards something that feels like it's larger than life and it feels very normal um, for me to want it and to work towards it. I've always been a part of larger companies or organizations where the plans are massive and we don't acknowledge them as big or robust. We just acknowledge that as our next destination. And so when it came to building my own business or building my own brand out, I didn't realize that I was taking the mindset and the attitudes and the posture of the organizations I've been in and applying it to the space that I'm now in independently. And so I think that dreaming big is important. And I think that it has its place, but I realized shortly after, (laughs) well, let's relatively shortly, um, after kind of going in the way that I was naturally thinking about things, I wanted to build this large corporation or something that would qualify as a corporation um, in this robust sense somewhere down the line. But the big mistake that I, I made Um, from day to day and even in the way that I conceptualized my business was in thinking about it in departments. And what I mean by that is I would think of marketing as one department, sales as another department, legal as another department, finance as another department, and operations and, and all these other things. I would think of them as very different and very other. So instead of working on a project or working on executing this thought, I would wake up at times and go, okay, so today we're focusing on finance um, or today we're focusing on sales. And that's cool when the infrastructure and the foundation is there. The issue was not that I was thinking about those departments in particular. The issue was that I was thinking about multiple different aspects of my business in denominations. And so I would consider everything to be very, very separate. It was even hard to create folders <laughs> in, inside of you know whatever platform or, or digital uh, cloud space that I was using because I wanted everything to neatly and properly fit into its little boxes. But once I started to kind of realized that it wasn't working for me trying to be neat or or trying to do what I thought that I needed to do, I realized I'm going to have to just make a mess of this. I'm going to have to just go ahead and and just be like, man, bump these folders. This is the notebook. This is the place where everything lives. So if I'm looking for it, I'll know where to find it or whatever the case is. And so I started kind of just letting the different parts of my business kind of just touch where I'm not working on any one 
sub department. I'm just working on this offer. I'm just working on, you know, getting it to this preparation or helping it meet this meet this milestone. And so if that means I have to look at numbers, that's what that means. If that means I have to talk to legal, then that's just what that means. Um, if that means we're also doing web design today and some content today, well, that's just what that means. And it was the single most important thing that I've ever done for my business. But what I realized in serving or working with other businesses, I realized that the mistake that I made for over two years is not a rare mistake. It's something that happens way more often than you think. And it's because we try to put together something that we've only seen or witnessed either as employees or as consumers. And so a lot of the times when we're building something out, we're starting with the outside when we don't realize that the outside that we see was actually the last or the most recent thing to be created. But there were things before the exterior show, before the graphic design, before the ebook was written or published, or before the funnel was even created, that went into how or why they created something this way. And so what I started to see was that you really kind of can't separate these these different parts because they work together to create one coherent plan, vision, business, or offer. And the one, two, three, four, yeah, four-ish things that I realized I had to stop fighting to separate were offers, marketing, sales, and daily operations. And one of the reasons I had to stop separating them and letting them be together were well, one of two reasons. The first reason was that it's hard to think in segments. A lot of the times we think in like process or fluidity. So if it doesn't flow well in your thought process, if you can't make it make sense in the way you think about it, it's way harder to execute it in segments when there's no one else to delegate to. You aren't necessarily benefiting from creating these segments or sections within your business, but it is important to know where this thing falls. So that was the first thing. It messed up my thinking as far as how to think so I can execute. The second thing that it started to mess up for not just me, but for me and the clients that I have, I can't think in this segment segmented fashion when I'm talking to them. One of the reasons why I can't do that is because when they come, when a lot of people come, not everybody, but a lot of people, they come and they're saying, hey, I want help with marketing. They want to be able to show up, you know, on social. They want to be able for a lot of people, that's kind of as far as they've thought about it. Like, oh, I just want to show up really well on Instagram. Um, and it's not a problem to show up well on Instagram, but more likely than not, that's not the totality of your strategy, right? So when you have people, or they might say, I really just want a really good or a really nice website. And it's, again, it's good to have or even depending on how you're doing it, a nice to have, but it isn't the totality of the strategy. The reason I say that is because if we start with what the offer is, what is the widget? What are you, What is it that you're selling? Are you selling your time, your attention, something that you've prepared? That offer dictates so much of what you do next. And so when I was trying to separate those pieces, I wasn't allowing one decision that I made in another room or at another time to enhance or influence the next decisions I was making after that. 
So what I mean by that is this, if I'm designing this offer and the offer is for the specific demographic, helping them solve this specific problem that is particularly painful and it helps them by helping them meet this desired end, if I don't have that priced well, if I don't have that organized well, if I don't have this delivery method that I've already kind of thought out, and by delivery method, I just mean, how am I going to get them what they paid for? So if it's time, how am I going to get them to book this session? If it's um, if it's a digital product, how am I going to get the digital product into their hands? Um, if it's some course or program hybrid, how am I going to communicate to them what they have access to when we're doing live material things, when they have things or assignments that they need to be working on to go ahead and progress uh, whatever it is that they're working towards? It's not just what am I selling. It's also how I intend to deliver what I have successfully sold. And so once you get all of those things together with the offer, you realize I already started to think about finance because in my pricing of this offer, I've estimated the value of it. I've estimated how much it costs to get a customer and I've factored that into my price because your price is not just your costs with a little bump in it. It's more than that. It's it's taking into consideration how much it costs you to maintain the software, how how much expertise or time it might have taken you to put this together, whether or not you're the only person who has to actually execute this or get whatever the product or the offer is to the customer. The margins have to make sense for you to be able to be in business this time next year. Right. And so you realize it has to be unique to you. That's a little bit of legal. That's a little bit of, of, of a little bit of IP or intellectual property. Um, so that's so that's that. There's a little bit of finance built into that. There's a little strategy. Not even a little. There's a substantial amount of strategy in the way you build your offer in order to build it so it's attractive and something that's attractive can then be marketable. And so that's just in the offer. And we haven't even talked about. The branding and marketing side, which is how do you talk about this offer so that it is attractive to the people you want to get it to? And I was so kind of stuck on just saying I'm doing this or I'm working on this. So I felt like I was working or so that I felt like I was productive, that I was missing the mark and how it connected to the next thing. I think just allowing myself to kind of see how things have to be connected in my customer's experience, it gave me a little bit of freedom to kind of take the next steps and letting them also be well connected in the way that I produce or prepare them. I think one of the big things that I learned that helped me put these things together or kind of helped me put two and two together um, was I, one of the coaches that I had, they had this like diagram. And one of the diagrams that they had, it showed this uh this process or like this sequence and it goes it goes like this it's like offer audience uh messaging sales funnel content that's 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 the way that it's written out and so at the beginning of this sequence is essentially content which is the thing everybody would want it to like use or create and at the very beginning of that sequence is the or the very end of that sequence is the offer and the crazy thing about it is if you are looking at it from offer to content 
that is the way the entrepreneur or the business owner is creating um, whatever they're working on. From content to offer is how the customer experiences that purchasing process. And so as a business owner, and especially if you're new into transitioning into that space, it made so much sense why I kept building things backwards and building things in this segmented this segmented way, almost as if I was trying to check off the box versus trying to see whether or not my process was fluid enough to make the next step the most natural and organic thought. And so from going from offer to messaging um, or from offer to audience to messaging to sales funnel to content, it makes sense when you realize that you have to create the core so that you even know what to talk about in your content. And so you're not talking vaguely or ad nauseum about something your, your products or your offers don't help the audience solve that problem. It ends up kind of just being industry noise versus being a solution to a problem you're prepared to help people with. So in the end, if you start with content and you have an offer in mind, but it's not developed yet, you'll end up changing the offer completely because of what your audience thinks you do or how your audience thinks that you're serving. Just making this single adjustment and just letting thoughts touch (laughs) and not trying to keep it um, kind of sterilized and separate started to make a lot of things make more sense to me, but it also started to make it easier for me to talk to my clients and be like, okay, I know that you want to start with content, but before we get into it and before we even acknowledge whether or not that's the place for us to start, let me just, let me just do a pulse check on where the offer is, whether or not that's well-developed whether or not you know who the target market is or the audience is, whether or not you already have messaging for this, whether or not you have an established sales funnel, because content is most reasonably the last step. It's not the first step. And so I've had, I've personally had to take a step back because I was feeling so ready or so, mm, I was so ready to rush into content without having those pieces together, without having settled in that area where everything else up to that point was secure so I could go and be free in the content creation space. Um, And that alone helped me do a lot. It helped me feel like I was confident in my marketing because I knew where it, it would take my customer. And I was confident in the way that I've designed their journey with me to know that everything from the lead magnet all the way to the paid offers would help them start to chip away at this problem. And if not chip away at it, at least start to adjust their perspective on how intense and how serious and how changeable this problem is to where they are right now. And so it being all connected was new for me as a business owner. I can't speak to other people. I just know that I run into clients who are like, yeah, I'm really just trying to get these graphics. I'm really just trying to get this website up. I'm really just trying to get these this email funnel together. And it's like, okay, so where is that in in the larger machine of your business? And is it supporting the process of sales or serving? Or are you expecting this to be the standalone thing that does the work because you saw that some other business had a piece just like this? Um, and we'll get into this on a different episode, but 
you can't just look at a business model and go, yeah, that one. It really does matter whether or not the numbers make sense, whether or not it's a good fit for what you're trying to build, and not just will it get you some broad or general concept for success. Um, Because it's not enough to just build something people will clap for. In the dark, in the silence, late at night and early in the morning, you have to have a personal satisfaction uh, with what where the business is and where the business is going. Because after you get liked, you are left with what you have built. And we're going to be getting into that and so much more serious marketing, but also personal things that allow you to take the lessons that we're learning in life and in business and start to put them together to build the life that ministers to us, build the life that matures us, build the life that develops us each and every step of the way. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it and just thinking creatively about different aspects of business and different lessons that we're all learning along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love to see like a quote or a snippet um, that felt that you felt like really resonated with you. Um, feel free to tag me on Instagram at the base agency group um, for shares. And if you have any questions that you wanted to ask, or if you have any topics that you would love to see broken down, um, or even love for us to kind of reflect on as like a case study, we absolutely can. And of course, If you really enjoyed today's episode and you wanted to kind of take your love to the next level, uh, feel free to leave us a review, rate and review, because it helps people just like you who need tips just like these to go ahead and develop their business with clarity and confidence. And so feel free to support just in that way, leaving that review, leaving those stars, and we will see you next time.